Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Hey, good morning, everyone. Great to see you today. Shout out to those at our campuses as well in Muskego and Waterford and all those joining us online. Isn't it great to start the new year together? Yeah, great. Happy New Year. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever had to have a hard discussion? Oh, yeah. We all have, right? A recent one for me went something like this. You did it again. Even after you said you were sorry the last time and you said you would never do it again. I'm so disappointed in you. How many times do we have to talk about this? You're never gonna change. In fact, you can't change. That was a conversation I had. And I had that conversation with myself. And I have it way too many times. And you know when that conversation comes up the most? When there's a new season. When there's a new day, and especially when there's a new year. Anybody else with me? Anybody else looking at Facebook right now and seeing those things that say, what are the goals you're gonna crush in 2023? And I sit there and say, I don't wanna do goals again. (laughs) Somebody talks about resolutions and you're like, I don't do resolutions because they last a couple of weeks and then they go away, right? And then we rehearse in our heads, I can't change. I just can't change. I've tried it, and I'm getting tired of trying. The truth is, change is difficult. It is. How many like change? How many? It's okay if you do, all right? That's a good thing, okay? Five of you, all right, okay, good. (laughs) Change is hard, isn't it? And you have probably even been convinced that it's a bad thing. Maybe that it's impossible. Anybody ever been told, people hate change, don't mess with them? You ever been told that before, right? People hate change. I was challenged with that just recently. I read a book by a guy by the name of Will Mancini. He says, you know, people don't hate change. They hate loss. Now, they usually go together, okay? And so that's sometimes the problem, right? I mean, think about it. For example, I like the thought of changing my health. Anybody else? It's like, yeah, I would like to change my health in 2023. That'd be a good thing, right? Yes. But how many think this way? But I hate the thought of losing the ability to eat whatever I want. Yeah. So it keeps us from changing. Anybody say, you know what? I like the idea of having a larger savings account. Anybody? If not, you can just give it to me then, okay? We'll decrease yours and increase mine. I'm good with that. But I hate the idea of losing the opportunity to buy that thing that's gonna make 2023 the best year ever. It's about the loss. But sometimes we have to lose a few things in order to make changes that are gonna bring about hope. You see, God's wired us for change. Because if we don't change, we get stagnant, we even get bored, and probably worse of all, we become defeated because we're built for that progression of change, of life change in particular. And so those all lead the lack of change to a hopeless and uninspiring life. 
So we're asking the question, who could use some hope and inspiration for 2023? We want to chase hope this year. And part of chasing hope this year means that we're all gonna have to make some changes in our lives because God has built us that way. He wants us to change. He wants us, in fact, to allow him to change us because God is changing us to be like Christ. And it's a lifelong process. So if you're like me thinking, when am I gonna get there, God? When am I gonna get there, God? When am I not gonna struggle with this anymore? It's gonna be a long process. Doesn't mean it's impossible, because the fact is, I can change. Would you say that with me together? I can change. Now, you might be thinking, how can you even say that? Here's how I can say that. God is powerful. He is. Think about this. Apostle Paul wrote just a simple statement, telling us that the God who can help us change is the same God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Same God, same power. We have the power to change because God has given us the power to change. So, how do we change? We're gonna look at that in just a moment, all right? But before we get there, I think we need to understand there are really two types of change. First one, call it behavior modification, okay? Behavior modification is the easy one to see because it's on the outside. Everybody else gets to see it. You change your behavior is what you do. And so with that, it can be done without relying at all upon God. Now, he's doing a work, but we're not relying upon him. We see that. Many resolutions actually fall into this category, don't they? They do. How many have ever, maybe you stopped smoking? Okay, anybody in the room? Go ahead. It's okay. You're like, well, if I admit to stop smoking, that means I smoked, okay? That's okay, all right? Yeah, you did that right? You may have done it without God even. Some did it with God's help, but some did it without God's help. How many have ever lost some weight, okay? I'm not asking if you gained it back, all right? Did you lose it, all right? Yes, okay? Yeah, so we lost some weight. Did you do that with God? Maybe. Maybe you just decided to step on a scale and get, get upset with yourself and say, I'm going to eat better and exercise more, right? You can do behavior change with some good old self-discipline. You can do it without God. You can So there's another type of change, and it's called transformation. Behavior modification is good, okay? It is. Don't get me wrong. It's not a bad thing. We need it. But we need transformation, and that's the second type of change. It's a lasting change, and it takes place both on the inside and the outside, not just on the outside. And it requires a reliance upon God, and it results in us becoming like Jesus, That's what transformation does. Well, guess which one is gonna be our focus? Guess which one brings hope? Transformation. We need to be transformed. So the focus of this message is gonna be on that transformation because God wants to bring hope through the life change that happens. And guess what? Our behaviors will be modified when our hearts are transformed. It just happens that way because it's both an inside and an outside. With God, that means I can change. Would you say that with me? With God, I can change. One more time. With God, I can change. Because God can do the impossible. We have a powerful God, the same God, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He can do anything. 
So with God, I can change. So back to how do we change? For that, I wanna turn to a book in the Bible in the New Testament called Ephesians. If you have a Bible, go ahead and grab it. I think you're really gonna wanna find this one, okay? You're gonna wanna mark it, probably even underline it. Ephesians chapter four. If you don't have a physical Bible, grab electronic device. If you don't have the Bible app, first thing, go to your app store right now, even while I'm talking, okay? Go to your app store and find the Bible. The Bible app is what you'll find, the version app you've heard us talk about here. But Ephesians chapter four, let me give you just a little bit of background on what's happening here, okay? A guy by the name of Paul, the Apostle Paul, he's writing to a group of people that he's visited several times, actually, in a place called Ephesus. That's why it's called Ephesians. There's actually a letter that he's writing to them, and he has to say some hard stuff. He's writing to these Christ followers, but he recognized that they're not becoming like Christ. So they say they're following Christ, but they're not doing a very good job of it because they're not becoming like him. Their lives aren't changing the way they should. They're not being transformed. They were living like those who do not know God. So what he does is he points out this gap between how they're living and how they should be living. That's an important thing because they're not gonna have hope unless those things change. And then he describes what it takes to get there. And we all get to see it. Because same things for us as well. And so let's drop down to verse number 17 and take a look into this conversation. It's coming in written form, which is great because we get to be a part of the conversation then. Start in verse 17. It says, so I tell you this and insist on it. He means business, right? And insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. I'll get back to that in a moment. In the futility of their thinking, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they're full of greed. Ouch, sounds a little harsh, doesn't it? Anybody else agree with me? Man! That sounds harsh. Anybody else thinking this? Futile thoughts, dark, ignorant, hardened, sensual, indulgent. Not a pretty picture, is it? How many are thinking, I'm glad he's not writing to me. Oh my goodness. And then you go into judgment mode, right? I'm glad he's talking about other people. Man, that's not me. Now hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Think about your life, B.C. B.C., what's B.C.? Why don't you think about your life before Christ, before change? Transparency here, okay? I mean, say, there might be a word in there that would describe me now. Like, like dark? Anybody like dark before Christ? Mm, a couple, Okay. A couple sinners in the room. All right, good. We got some <laughs> vocal ones back there. They even got their phones lit up to show me. Thanks. Dark. How about this one? This fun one, right? Ignorant? Anybody ignorant before Christ <laughs> of who God is? Maybe? Yeah, right? A lot of stuff we didn't know about him. How about this one? This one should capture many of us. Sensual and indulgent before Christ. Anybody? Okay, we got 10 more people in the room. All right, yeah. Wow. Yes. You see, living like someone who doesn't know God, we've all been there, every single one of us. 
before Christ, before changes that God brought into our lives, because we were ignorant, we didn't know better possibly, because we actually thought that those things are going to bring joy and happiness and fulfillment and only the things that God's going to bring, like the Gentiles. Now, when he said like Gentiles, it's not an ethnic slur. In fact, a Gentile is not an ethnicity. It's everyone who's not a Jew. So how many would that be in the room today? Okay, well, we got a lot more Jews with us today than I thought, okay, all right. I, I'm surprised about that one, okay? So he's not saying like those really, really bad people, the Gentiles, he's just saying like people who don't know God, they don't know better, but he continues the story. Look, the good part, verse number 20. That, however, is not the way of life you learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. What's he saying? He's saying, you know better than to live like that. You know there's no hope in that. Why would you live that way? You need to become like Jesus because you want hope and you need to chase hope. And that means there's gotta be changes in your life, changes from the way that you were from who you were to who you are. Paul's pointing out the gap. He's saying, you know better. This is not the road to a life of hope and inspiration. You're not chasing hope because you're not chasing Jesus. You're not chasing Christ. We need to chase after. The gap is caused when there's a difference between what I do and what I know. And there's tension in that. And it's in that tension that we have decisions to make. And this is where I need change, where it becomes evident and essential. It's the gap between who I was and who I am. The gap between the old me and the new me. Here it is that we see three facets to change, meaning there's hope. There is hope. And it can be grasped. It can be grabbed onto. Let's look at it. He's gonna spell out these three facets starting in verse number 22. He says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. You might wanna underline that, highlight that. That's the first one. Put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new. There's another one right there. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to, here's the third, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We see the three facets of change. Put off the old self. Renew our minds. Put on the new self. He says, that's the change that I'm talking about. That's the transformation that I'm talking about. You notice two of these terms, they describe a change of clothes. Can you guess which ones they are? Put off the old and put on the new. Change of clothes. Just like that. You got a great illustration there. Now, take that illustration and put it to real life. He's saying with real life change, transformation, you need to be putting off the old and exchanging it for the new. And in the midst of that, to change your thinking, your thoughts, your mind. Anybody have an article of clothing you shouldn't have anymore? Yeah. You might be like, I'll take it. I'll take it, right? It's got a little paint on it. 
Some of you are thinking, what in the world were you doing painting with a Green Bay Packer hat, man? What are you thinking? It's old. It is, right? It's old. It's got stains on it. It's a little smelly. It's got this sweat ring that goes around the inside of it right here, even, right? If you've not learned that there's some things you should put away, guess what? Your family's going to tell you. They are. You need to get rid of that old thing, but, but I'm, it's comfortable. It's broken in. I mean, come on, I want to start over again. It's broken in. It's nice. This is me. No, this is me. So what do we do? God says, put it off. Well, we don't like the idea of putting it off, so what do you do? Uh, uh, how about this? Okay, uh, uh, nobody can see it now, right? I mean, come on. I'll just turn over a new leaf. Just turn it around. Or better yet, I, you know, when other people are around, I'll just, I'll just hide it. But as soon as they're gone, man, it goes back on, doesn't it? What's God say? You got something in 2023 that you need to get rid of. Because did you see what he said about the old self? It's not getting any better. It's deteriorating. It will never get you to the place that you want to go. It's going to hold you back, and you need to be convinced of it because you need to throw it out. Maybe, well, that's a hat. I'm not talking about a hat. Anxiety, before Christ for me, anxiety was a big deal, and it's one that I'm tempted to go back to over and over and over again. Worry, worry. And I have to be reminded, that's not who I, who I am anymore. That's who I was, and when I, when I feel comfortable in that, can you believe it, I feel comfortable in worry? Man, I feel comfortable in worry. And it feels good at times. And God's saying, you need to put that worry away. Paul throws in a few of his own. He says, you know what? Man, he said, some of you, you're deceitful. You need to, to take that deceit and throw it away. Some of you, you're angry. Is he hitting any buttons yet? Angry. You need to put off that anger. It's not gonna get you to the place that you think, that control that you want. It's not gonna give you control. Those people are gonna leave you one day. That's where it's gonna end you. It's gonna end you alone. He says, taking, taking is the old you. Get rid of it. Put it off. We need to put off. This one I want you to write down. Whether you got paper and pen, whether you got an electronic device that you need to type into. What do you need to put off in 2023? You, personally, what do you need to put off in 2023 to be more like Christ? What is it? I want you to think about that. Even if you can't fill it in right now, write the question down so that you come back to it. He says, you need to put off. That's a part of the change that needs to take place in you. You can't clean yourself up. You have to get rid of it. You have to put it away. Now, we're gonna rearrange the order of these because of this whole principle of the change of clothes. What's he say you need to do? You see, if you stop there, we, we a lot of times stop there, don't we? We say, I just need to put off. You ever try just putting off, just putting off? What happens? Something else fills the void, right? You put something off, you create an emptiness, a void that is longing to be filled, and so it just gets filled with something else unless you're very purposeful about it. 
So it's not just putting off, you know? Somebody comes and says, just stop it, just stop it. No, it's not just stop it. You need to replace it. You need to put on, he says, the new. You see, the old is who I was. The new is who I am. He says, look, you need to find something brand new, never been worn, uncomfortable probably even, and put it on so that when you're tempted to go back to who you were, it won't go on. It would, but okay. It's gonna be hard, right? Yeah. You say, well, what do I put on? Usually, it's related to what you put off. You see, if I'm going to put off anxiety and throw it away, I need to put on trust. God tells us Matthew chapter six, Jesus preaching a great message. He says, do not worry. And he says, look at the birds. They don't have to worry about where their next meal is gonna come from. Why are you worrying? You're of much more value to me than the birds are. I need to be reminded of that, believe it or not. And I need to put on trust. I can trust God, because he's the same God that rose Jesus from the grave. For Paul, you got a problem with deceit? Getting people to believe things that you want them to believe? He says, put it off. And what do you suppose you put in its place? Truth. You know what God says about truth? It's a path to freedom. If you're convinced that lying is a path to freedom, you got it wrong. Are you a taker? He says, if you're a taker, you need to take that off. And guess what you need to replace it with? Paul gives you two things, hard work. Oh, why? So that you have extra that you can give to someone in need and find joy in generosity. Because if you find joy in generosity, there ain't no way you're going back to being a taker because you realize the difference. That's not joy, and this is. He says, look, you've got to be willing to put off the old, to put on the new, and he doesn't leave it there, because that sounds a lot like behavior modification, doesn't it? It's like, am I just changing some behaviors? You could be, and God doesn't want you to just change behaviors. Behavior change should be the result, and you're gonna need to do some behavior change in order for this third aspect to take place. And what that is, the way Paul puts it, is you need to have a change of mind. You need your mind renewed. How do you renew your mind? You need to think like God thinks about what you're doing, your behavior. What does God think about anxiety, do you suppose? He thinks it's killing you. So he wants you to put it aside and put it away. It's keeping you from joy. It's keeping you from hope. It's keeping you from many things that God wants for you. And so he says, put it off, put on trust, and think about worry as I think about it, as something that doesn't do you any good. What's God say about giving? You need a change of mind if you're a taker because you have convinced yourself that the more I can get out of life, the happier I will be. And God says it's actually the opposite. He says it's better to give than to receive. And he's not saying it's better for me, God. He's saying it's better for you. 
You're gonna find joy in giving. You're gonna find joy in being that giver rather than that taker, but it's gonna take a change of mind. And the biggest change of mind is who you are, right? Because if I continue to believe, I'm a person of anxiety, I worry. That's who I was. That's BC. That's not who I am. I need to take that off and I need to believe what God says. God says, I'm a person of trust. I am. I'm a person of trust. And I trust God. I believe him. And when he says what he says in his word, I can have that renewing, that changing in my mind. You might be like, how, how, how do I know what God says? Anybody have any helps for me there? Can you give me a help? How, how am I supposed to discover and know what God says? Anybody, anybody have an idea at all? Maybe? Read. Read. The Bible reveals God to us. Pastor Guy challenged us last week. If you weren't here last week, I encourage you to go back, listen to that message. Great, great message. We need to be in God's word. We've talked about a verse of a day. It's a great way to start. If you've not signed up for it, do it. That Bible app that I told you to download and you didn't, go ahead and do it now, okay, all right? Download that Bible app, and inside there, you're gonna find the verse of a day, and it will get you into God's word. And you'll be shocked at times when you read that and say, did he write this? Did, 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 did he write this right here for me today? Now, it won't always happen that way. Sometimes you're gonna have to do a little looking. It's like, what am I supposed to put off? What are you supposed to put on in 2023? And how are you gonna find what God thinks about it? How are you gonna find how to renew your mind? Be in God's word. Read it. That app actually has a search on it. You can look up any topic pretty much and you'll find what God says about it. You need a little help in what do I put off? Go to Galatians 5 this week. If you're in Ephesians right now, just a few pages before that, you'll find Galatians 5. You're gonna find a list of things where he says you need to put off these works of the flesh and you need to put on the fruit of the spirit. That's a good swap, a good replacement. We need to change our mind. We need to be in God's word. Here's another help, one other one. I know I need it. Second thing you can do is lean on help of friends. You got some good friends that you can talk to about God? I hope so. If not, you need to find some. Think about a small group. You got a small group of people you can go and say, hey, does God say anything about this? This is a change I think he wants me to make in 2023. Does God say anything about it? Can you help me with it? They'll be able to help you. They will. They'll help you to find out what God says about it. You might say, well, I'm not in a small group. Well, get in one. Get in one. Get around people who you can have a conversation with about God. Use the app. You'll be able to find it on the QR code. You can find our groups. Join a group. Stop by next after service. Find out more about groups as well and see God change you. It's important. It's important to know what God says about the topic we're trying to change. How to renew our minds. So we've asked, what do I need to put off? You've written it down. That's who you were. It's not who you are. I want you to make this declaration. It's one I've started making. It'd be a great one for daily, in fact. Rather than think about who you were, who are you now? 
this is a fact. If you've trusted Christ as your Savior, he declares, you are a child of God. I am a child of God. Would you say that with me? I am a child of God. That's who you are. Never forget it. And the same God that raised Jesus from the dead is the same God that's working in you to become more like his son, Jesus Christ. We can change. If you're a Christ follower, in a moment, we're gonna pray. And I wanna encourage you, maybe that thing has come to mind that you need to put off in 2023. Would you share that with God? It's not like he doesn't know already, I realize that. But would you have the conversation with him? Maybe you've had it before and ask for his help to help you change. Not all the other people around you that you want so desperately to change, but how does God wanna change you? Will you have that conversation with him, asking him, maybe begging with him, pleading with him, to show himself evident in your life to help you to recognize and realize the change that needs to take place. Let him know that you're going to pursue hope through change. Maybe take time right now. Christ follower, bow your heads. Tune out what I'm saying now. Just go ahead and speak to God about what that is. If you're not yet a Christ follower, I wanna talk to you just for a moment. In a moment, I'm gonna pray, and I'm gonna encourage you to reach out to Christ, because I wanna beg this question of you right now. Why would you start 2023 without the help of Jesus Christ? You've been putting him off too long, and you know it. He's your Lord and Savior. He wants to be. But that requires a faith, a trust, that he died on the cross for you. Are you ready to live your life without him or with him? You've been doing it far too long. If it's without him, that's who you were. That's not who he wants you to be. He wants you to be his child. And you can be today. You might pray to him something similar to this right now if you're ready to trust Jesus. God, I want that relationship with you. I believe that you sent your son Jesus to this earth. He died on a cross. He was buried. And through your power, you brought him out of that grave so that I could be saved, so that I can be a child of yours. I'm placing my faith in you right here, right now. With heads bowed, eyes closed, if you're here today and you'd say, that's me, I'm trusting Christ as my savior today and I'm going to live 2023 with Jesus. Would you just raise your hand, indicate that with a raised hand, wherever you're at, okay, thank you. At our campuses as well and online. Lord God, we praise you for being a God, not just of power, but one of great love, unfathomable love, to want the change for us so that we can experience the hope that you have for us. We praise you for that. We thank you for that. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and everyone in agreement said, amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.